Today's global consumers clear in their demand for safe, affordable, and sustainable protein. To continue to meet these rising expectations requires both leadership and collaboration with food chain stakeholders, academia, and the veterinary community. Animal Health is pleased to amplify the voices of leaders throughout the protein supply chain here on this podcast, caring for animals and creating trust in food. Hello, and thank you for joining us. I'm Jane Dukes, and I'll be hosting today's conversation, our final Caring for Animals and Creating Trust episode for 2022. We've talked about a lot of things this year, from sharing the dairy sustainability story with consumers to the critical shortage of veterinarians. Today, we're going to wrap up the year exploring one of our favorite topics, consumers and their desire for transparency in food, what transparency means to them, and how the food value chain can share information to build trust. My guests today are experts on the topic. Justin Cook is the U.S. Consumer Products Research Leader at Deloitte Services, and Maggie O'Quinn is the new Business Development Manager at Maiden Marketing. We've all been busy conducting consumer research, and today we'll reflect on 2022 and share a lot of insights to help everyone in the food value chain as we move into a new year. Justin, Maggie, welcome. Thank you, Jane. It's great to be here. Thank you, Jane. I'm excited for today's conversation. That's awesome. So I'll begin our conversation with some highlights from our first ever quantitative consumer transparency research that we conducted in September. So this is hot off the press. We wanted to explore consumer desire for transparency, specifically in animal protein, meat, fish, eggs, and dairy, and their perceptions of transparency when it comes to animal welfare and sustainability. So here's what we found. First of all, two-thirds of consumers believe transparency in animal protein is extremely or very important. This is significantly higher than for food in general, where 57% of consumers said it's very or extremely important. At the same time, while transparency is important to consumers, the survey also found that only one-third of those surveyed feel like the animal protein industry is transparent when it comes to environmental sustainability and animal care. The top two topics consumers want to learn more about with regard to transparency are those most likely to impact them personally, like food safety and health and nutrition. Justin and Maggie, your organizations have just released new consumer research as well, so let's begin by sharing what transparency in food means to consumers you've surveyed and why it's so important to them. Justin, we'll start with you. Well, Jane, with with transparency, I got to think big picture first. There's a lot of specifics we could talk about, but fundamentally, when I think of transparency and when I think of how consumers are dealing with it in our survey, I think about trust. Uh, you know, at Deloitte, we talk about trust as a combination of competence and intent. So competence, you know, do I trust you to be capable of delivering on your promises? Can you actually fulfill But there's also intent, and that's more like a consumer thinking, you know, do I trust that you have my best interests in mind? Are you trying to hide something? And, uh, you know, transparency is very related to that latter one, intent. So if a company is willing to be transparent, to share information with me as a consumer, well, I'm I'm more likely to trust its intent is, is aligned with my interest. Absolutely. And and we talk a lot about that, about transparency leads to trust and and lack of information leads to concern and doubt. 
I think that's right. I think it really does. And I, and I think it shows up in some of the survey work we do as well. We published a uh, study recently on fresh food, which includes uh, the animal protein uh, aspect of fresh, everything that you'd see in the kind of beloved fresh perimeter of a grocery store. And you know, with rising prices, there are very few things that consumers are interested in right now that are more important than how much they have to pay. But Health and wealth is right up there, and you know I can get into this in detail. But uh, you know, over half of consumers say they need that data that they get through full transparency in order to confidently choose the food that they want for their health benefits. So, to your earlier point, and that's where I see it connecting the dot as far as trust and transactions, if you will. You know, you need that trust, you need that transparency to be able to enable some of these consumer desires. Right. I know we're going to talk more about your fresh food survey here in a minute. So thank you, Justin. Maggie, Mighton Marketing only works in animal protein production. What has your research uncovered about consumer desire for transparency? What are they looking for? And why is it so important? Yeah, Jane, this is a great way to springboard off of Justin's comment. You know, we're honored at Mighton to serve family farmers and ranchers, right? So We're a bunch of animal ag enthusiasts that are in the business of telling our meat packers and processors stories and bringing their brand stories to life. And I think it's so important to start with the fact that consumers do trust farmers and ranchers. Um, A recent Gallup poll said that 59% of consumers trust farmers and ranchers. So I think that's a really good springboard and good place to start. Um, But what we've uncovered um, in our recent research is that second to quality, the number one thing that consumers are looking for right now is they're curious to understand how the animals were cared for. And so we all know, those of us that come from animal agriculture, you know, we're in the business of taking care of our animals um, and we're passionate about that. We're passionate about the economic vitality of family farmers. Um, But I think for consumers to really lean in. They want to know more from us about how are we taking care of those animals. Right. Animal Health Transparency Survey found that two-thirds of consumers believe transparency in animal protein is important, and it's significantly higher than for food in general, where 57% of consumers said that transparency is extremely important. Maggie, why do you think there is a higher bar for transparency in animal protein? I think it's because we're in the food animal business, right? So I think that's where those of us that are in the industry, we've got to lean in and really answer that question. You know, how was the animal cared for? So it's up to us to tell those stories and really give consumers that permissibility that they're looking for. Right. So moving on, you know, we can't ignore inflation. It's right in our faces right now, which is impacting the way consumers shop for groceries, especially higher priced items like meat or beef. In a survey Maiden conducted in March, 28% of meat consumers reported purchasing less meat over the past month. And in April, another study identified price as the first or second most important influencing factor for the meat purchases, which of course are impacted when prices go up. Maggie, does this still hold true today or what is your research showing today? And what happens to the desire for transparency when price goes up? Yeah, this is such a, a conversation that can, that is continuing, right, as we're in this inflationary environment and with so much talk of the pending recession. So um, I think it's really interesting that consumers are really asking, OK, I've got fewer dollars to allocate maybe this week for protein. 
So there, we're seeing a bifurcation of what value really is. So we notice, for example, in the beef category that there has been a lot of trading down from whole muscle cuts into the grinds category. Um, and we're seeing consumers be very intentional about buying maybe more bulk pack items, freezing those items, and then stretching their, their beef dollar, for example. So price absolutely matters right now. But what's also so interesting is there's this price value relationship matters. So can I buy more with less? Um, and then a group of consumers, the brands that we represent at Maiden that are in what I'd call the premium beef space specifically, that higher net worth shopper continues to put their money where their desire is, which is for a USDA prime or maybe a Wagyu or an Angus steak. Um, they're absolutely leaning in and the demand for those items continues to be over double digits in growth. So. It's really interesting. There's definitely the need for affordable protein across all protein categories, but there's also this premiumization trend that I'd love to kind of unpack with you and Justin as we're seeing demand for those premium items. Sure, that would be great. So it's good to hear that demand continues despite what's happening with the economy. Taking this a step further, Deloitte's Global State of the Consumer conducted in September found that consumers are anxious and a greater share of their wallets have shifted toward housing, groceries, and transportation. And the research also reported that many consumers are making key trade-offs with roughly 3 in 10 switching to cheaper proteins. That's kind of what Maggie was just talking about. Justin, do you think inflation will impact consumer desire for transparency? Like, does that have to leave the table when we're just trying to afford groceries? Well, it, inflation is affecting quite a lot of purchase preferences or purchase drivers, if you will. So we've seen, aside from price and health to some degree, that a number of purchase drivers have come down in terms of what they care about when they're shopping. But uh, and I'd argue transparency isn't necessarily one of them. In that global state of the consumer tracker that you've mentioned, we're, we're serving over 24 different countries, uh, thousand uh, consumers each month. So we're able to see this over time and big picture. And the trade-offs we're seeing, you know, yes, there's you know folks about uh, three and ten switching to cheaper cuts of meat, but there's even more that are spending more time planning their grocery shopping trip. So they're doing their research and planning things out up front. And uh, there's even more who are just making sure that they're saving money by consuming everything they purchase. So they're, they're really trying to be careful about waste so they don't have to make as many of these other trade-offs. And when we ask about uh, fresh versus processed food, they're largely sticking with fresh at this point. So we'll see how this uh, changes over time. But uh, you know, to the degree that that health driver is really playing a big role aside from price and the fact that consumers told us they really needed the transparency in order to do that properly, I think transparency is still important to them. Well, that's great. That's great to hear. And so you said a number of purchase drivers have come down. Can you elaborate on that? Like, how are you seeing the purchase drivers changing? Yeah, so we, we had a, a basket of purchase drivers we call preference, and they include sustainability, they include uh, things like uh, non-GMO, uh, a number of things that, while still important to a number of consumers, tend to come with some kind of price premium. We've seen the priority order come down a fair bit, first starting with COVID, uh, as that was kind of a, a big distraction, but it's continued down during this inflationary time. 
I think sustainability was on that list too. We've seen the importance of sustainability fluctuate. And in the transparency survey, 55% of consumers reported that environmental sustainability is important when making decisions about animal protein. And 66% said animal welfare is important in those decisions. And both of those attributes, as we know, require transparency from the industry. Maiden recently released the Beef Attributes Study that reported the average meat eater is confused about the meaning of sustainability as it relates to meat production. Maggie, can you shed some light on that? And how do we become more transparent to eliminate that confusion? Sure. So many of us in the meat business, Jane, love to talk about sustainability from the perspective of our the three-legged stool, right? So the economic, the social, and the environmental lens. And there's so much focus right now on the environmental side, as you mentioned. But Um, What we found is that consumers, when we ask consumers, how do you define sustainably raised meat? For them, it is all about the animal's diet and their welfare first, right? So we've learned that before we can go to the consumer with an on-pack message and talk about our water conservation or our energy conservation efforts, we first have got to explain how the animals are cared for. Um, So nearly 60% of consumers believe that animals raised without antibiotics and hormones is the most important sustainable meat attribute. So how do we become more transparent, Jane? I have to say, I go back to your last podcast episode and the two guests that you interviewed um, with Dr. Tara Barnhart and cattle rancher Natalie Kovarik, right? I love that episode because I think that Leaning in and just telling consumers how much we care, reminding them that we do have veterinarians for our food animals, just like we have for our pets, it matters. And so I think that the answer lies within so many of the previous great episodes that you've had this year. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm glad you're listening. And, you know, it makes sense what you're saying, because like I said, our research showed that 66% say animal welfare is important. They're prioritizing that. And and that is one thing that I haven't seen shift in anybody's research in the last year eight to 18 months is that animal welfare continues to rise in priority to consumers um, where sustainability can fluctuate. So the top two topics consumers want to learn more about in terms of transparency are personal. And that makes sense. You know, what's in it for me? So 66% said food safety was important, putting it at number one, followed by health and nutrition at number two. Justin Deloitte has a new report, Fresh Food as Medicine. I know you're excited to talk about this. It's a concept that recognizes the preventative and therapeutic benefits gained through personalized, healthy diets. While price is still the number one consumer driver, using food as medicine would require a significant level of transparency and claims. Justin, tell us about the report and the trend to use food to improve health. Is that level of transparency a heavy lift? How will we do it? Well, you know, it's funny you say uh, that uh, your research is reflecting uh, food safety being so important. I know. I was surprised at that, too. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it connects to ours quite a bit, actually. So the food as medicine concept certainly about preventative therapeutic benefits of food, but it's actually a little broader than that. It includes uh, food security, as in making sure people have enough to eat and that they have a reliable source of, of safe food but also includes food safety and uh, comfort and feeling that they can uh, safely eat the food that is not going to cause any harm as well. So it really, even at that level, connects to the concept here. 
There is an information gap. In fact, uh, we looked at the barriers to using food as medicine, uh, you know, under that specific concept. And 62% of our respondents said that they felt confused or saw competing claims, you know, when it came to what food could do what for them. So there is that barrier to overcome, and, and uh, it's not necessarily easy. Sure. And the transparency is going to come in the form of label claims. And we, we all know that consumers are confused by label claims that we have now. So the transparency is going to have to improve, but also helping consumers understand what labels mean. I think that onus falls on us. You know, we need to help them understand those labels. And certainly, Maggie, with the protein, with animal protein, it is the most complete source of protein. And so when they're thinking about their health, it would make sense that they would keep their protein on the plate, right? You've got it. You're speaking my language now, Jane, because I love this food as medicine concept, Justin, and welcome this dialogue. You know, our team at Maiden um, has been on stage for you know 18 years talking about, you know, we, beef and pork are nature's multivitamins, and yet we've allowed, in many cases, the... Um, the dry goods section of the store, you know, everything from Cheerios to Chobani has kind of amplified the protein message more than we have. And so it's been really good. I think the last three years, especially, Jane, since the pandemic, we've really seen more and more beef and pork brands have a protein call out on pack. Um, and it matters. It matters to shoppers, um, but especially the younger consumers are looking for that high protein call out. And so I I send that out as our rallying cry to the industry that we need to take back protein. And that's great. And that's a that's a great transition when you say the younger consumers, because that's my next point. In the transparency survey, we found that generationally, millennials and Gen X are the most interested in transparency around animal welfare and sustainability and animal protein. And they also rate the protein industry as more transparent than the other generations. Baby boomers, for instance, rate the industry transparency the lowest. What generational differences are you finding in your research as it relates to transparency? We'll start with Maggie and then Justin, you can jump in because I'm really curious. I'm sure everybody's looking at generation and cross-tabbing when they're looking at their research. You've got it, Jane. Uh, The younger shopper is definitely that high claims shopper, right? So in our beef attribute study at Maiden, when we looked at terms such as locally raised, pasture raised, or grass fed, that is skewing very high towards the Gen Zs, right? Um, Now, it's interesting when you talk about a claim like Angus, which is Angus has a very strong quality halo uh, among consumers. Um, And that is skewing very high towards um, the older generations, right? So the boomers grew up and know about the certified Angus beef brand and all the Angus brands that have come after it. And so it's interesting there that if the Gen Z's aren't as aware of Angus as the older shoppers are. So those are just two examples of some of the differences we've seen. Justin, what about generational differences that you're finding in your research? Yeah, well, I can speak at the level of uh, fresh foods uh, as a broad category. We've been uh, tracking some consumer personas that we've developed uh, doing some cluster analysis on the data, and we've got them in two buckets. We've got the contemporary consumer and the conventional consumer. And that contemporary consumer, they're the ones that uh, really like fresh food the most. They're willing to pay a premium. They, uh, you know, buy it all sorts of different ways through different channels, uh, tend to live in more urban areas and are indeed younger. 
So that uh, is coming through fairly strongly in our research that this uh, little bit younger group is really the one that is, uh, you know, going after fresh food and, and valuing it and, and uh, you know, seeking it out accordingly. And that includes uh, their interest in transparency. Sure. And they've grown up with technology in their hands. Very true. Very true. In fact, uh, when we were talking about labels earlier, it made me think that that's not necessarily the only way they're going to get their information on this. In fact, we had this theory that because fresh food you know, is a little bit more trouble putting health claims on a label, that sometimes there just isn't a label, they might be at a disadvantage to prepared or processed food that could make big health claims and, and had lots of box or bag space to make those claims on. And at least in principle, eight in 10 consumers said, no, they, they would much rather turn to fresh food for reasons of health than anything that's been processed or packaged uh, in order to try and uh, get those health benefits. That's interesting. So in our consumer transparency survey, when consumers were asked top of mind, so these were unaided, the most desired transparency information is an animal protein. A mix of items already on the labels were mentioned, including expiration date, nutritional information, price and ingredients. But when unaided, value-added items were also mentioned, and this included some of the things that Maggie was talking about, so location or origin of source, how the animal protein was grown, raised, and processed. So what we found the most appealing combination of label claims that reached 52% of consumers included claims about free from, so no added hormones, for example, um, included the source, U.S. raised, and an animal welfare claim like humanely raised. Justin Deloitte's Fresh Food as Medicine reported it is essential that consumers get data about food origin, safety, and nutritious properties to be able to confidently use food as medicine. Can you expand on that? And, and how hard will this be? Again, going back to consumers being confused about labels. Yeah, and they can be confused about labels for sure. But you're right. That was exactly what we found, that uh, over half of consumers really wanted that origin data. They wanted information about safety. They wanted those details on nutritional properties if they were going to be able to use food as medicine confidently. Now, there may be an alternative here to help them that was also in our data. Turns out about half of consumers uh, would be willing to use an app and get trusted recommendations on the healthy food that they should buy from their grocer. And that opens up a whole world of possibilities as far as digging deeper, getting more information, getting uh, nudges, if you will, towards food that's healthier. And it can also be a two-way street. There's about uh, half of consumers as well that said they would share some of their data in order to make this work, including four in 10 that would even be willing to share some kind of medical data Wow! Uh, to help better personalize and, and customize. Yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised too. Uh, but you know, if you think about the type of data that your in-store pharmacy would have, that could really open up some possible synergies for grocers. That's so interesting. So would the grocer have to employ a health expert? All of this, when it comes to food as medicine, has to start with these experts. So you have to make sure that anything that you're doing is grounded in the science, grounded in proper scientific claims, and is coming from a credible place. So that all has to be there. But there are examples of that being put into practice where some of the, the best intelligence from these health, nutrition, and uh, medical experts has been uh, boiled down into recommendations. That's so interesting. 
All right, so everything comes at a price, and that includes transparency. Transparency Research took a look at consumer willingness to pay for transparency and found that, as you might expect, willingness declines as the premium pay for transparency increases. At a 5% price premium, just a little over half or 51% of consumers were very or extremely willing to pay for transparency in the form of label claims. But at a 15% price premium, only 27% were very or extremely likely or willing to pay. Justin, what does your research uncover about consumer willingness to pay for special labels? And are they willing to spend more for food that can act like medicine? Well, your data comes at that question much more directly, so I'm, I'm envious that uh, that you went right there. But I can kind of back into it uh, a little bit in our data. So we, we've long seen that people are willing to pay a premium for the best fresh food, and that's longstanding. It's actually come down a little bit, of course, because of inflation. About 61% of all consumers say that they'd be willing to pay a premium. Now, we don't define the premium. They get to define that themselves, but they'll pay it. Now, it turns out now we're asking about uh, a premium for fresh food that can be used as medicine. Uh, and it comes down a little bit, but you still have about uh, half of consumers saying that they'd be willing to pay a premium for that specific benefit. And uh, if you go back to some of the connection points I was talking about earlier, that in order to do that, they feel like they need all the data that comes through transparency. You know, you're getting a pretty big group of consumers that do want that transparency or willing to pay for it to be able to connect all those dots to the other benefits they're seeking. How much of a premium they'll pay, I don't know. <laughs> sure. And and your your data matches ours at, you know, just over half. Ours was just over half, fifty one percent at a at a small increase. Maggie, what does your research uncover about consumer willingness to pay? And do you find that some of the attributes in animal protein are just table stakes and consumers just expect it to be so? So of the meat eaters who would seek out sustainably raised meat products, we found that most would be willing to pay 50 cents to a dollar more per pound. And so we know that consumers are willing to lean in and again, put their money behind the claims that they're asking for. I do think that the younger shoppers, again, they are these claims-based shoppers. So 64% of the, of the shoppers um, that we surveyed are looking for that better for me, better for my family claim. And so I, I do think that they are absolutely lining up to, to pay more. And so that's why we're seeing so many more um, brands across every protein in the space that has a higher, higher claims associated with them. And that leads me right to my next point. One of the comments that we had in our transparency survey included someone mentioning that the safety of the animals and the care they receive affects my family when we eat the product and talked about the health of animals that were entering the food chain and said, I will pay more to help keep my family healthy. Again, this tells me the information gap is vast and that knowledge about knowing how animals are grown and raised and, and enter the food chain Justin, it has to be a sophisticated consumer using food as medicine. You know, wow, how do we bring those consumers up to speed and, and how do they understand everything that's going into food that can be used as medicine? Yeah, I, that brings me back to the app solution that we were talking about earlier. You know, that's the more sophisticated approach, but sometimes it comes down just to the channel. Like if you're a manufacturer, food manufacturer, grower, and you're, you're working in close partnership with your grocery channel, you together can really help guide consumers towards the, the better choices for them. 
that kind of curation, if you will, can really play a big role. Yeah, that sounds like we all have to work together. So from the farm to the table, from the from the rancher growing the animal protein through the packer processor all the way to the grocer, maybe is it too much to think that there's some way we could all come together and make this happen, share this information? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think for us in the animal protein supply chain, COVID has accelerated the transfer of information for me, Jane, it's been faster than, than any other point in my career. In other words, we are seeing more rancher-led conversations at the retail level, and then we're seeing the retailer conversations impact um, our clients that are in the genetic side of the business, for example. So I think that COVID has actually accelerated this willingness to all sit around the table and to your point, Justin, figure it out. Um, the consumers are asking us to do it. And so the transfer of information is definitely happening. And I think that's a win-win-win for everybody in animal protein. Right. Transparency survey found that honesty and trust, which we've been talking about throughout this you know, entire episode, Justin, I think you let off with it, that those are the elements of transparency most expected from animal protein producers. How do we do a better job of sharing information with consumers to build trust, no matter where you sit in the food value chain. Maggie? Yeah, I think that, you know, consumers are so interested in knowing how much we care. That is the theme here of your of your podcast, right? And so I think we've got to lean into this emotional connection that consumers have to their food. Um, and we've got to just remind them how passionate all of us in the animal protein supply chain are and that we are committed to caring for the animals. It comes back to that permissibility and the need and the curiosity that consumers have to understand uh, how is the animal cared for, did it have a good life, and to make them feel good about their purchase of meat. Uh, and that's all of our collective responsibility. Before we wrap up today, I just wanted to spend a few minutes on the interplay of transparency and traceability um, you know, our research looked at that as well. Often these terms are used interchangeably, but, you know, they're not the same. Uh, for the purpose of our survey, we define traceability as knowing where food comes from, or more specifically, being able to follow the movement of food products and ingredients through the supply chain from the farm to the table. Transparency survey found that 86% of consumers who reported that transparency is important also say traceability is important, and 40% want to know where livestock comes from more than wanting to know the farm where produce or grain comes from. And Maggie, I think you touched on this a little bit. Maggie, why do you think consumers prioritize knowing where the animal protein comes from over produce or other food items? Yeah, I, I really do believe it comes from just the conflict that consumers have, right? They're emotional about their animals. It's this whole notion of leaning into the wellness trend and being willing to meet consumers where they are in that emotional connection with their food animals. Um, I think it helps us um, you know, tell the story and keep meat on consumers' plates. Right. Justin, what's your reaction to those numbers? And do you look at traceability versus transparency in your research? We don't necessarily separate it out in the research I'm doing, but Deloitte has some big efforts around this. Uh, yes, in my initial reaction, I'm not surprised that the the old Venn diagram has a big overlap between those those two concepts because I think they're related. But you know, when it comes to traceability, I, th I think that is a big part of being 
open for consumers. If they know that something can be done, that it can be traced all the way back, it's a signal that somebody's paying attention. You know, somebody is uh, paying close enough track to all this that should someone ask, it could be traced all the way back. And I think that uh, it provides a big confidence boost. Maggie and Justin, thank you for joining me today on Caring for Animals and Creating Trust as we explored consumers and their desire for transparency in food and particularly animal protein. We shared a lot of information that I hope our listeners found valuable as well as they think about how to transparently share information with consumers. This may be a podcast you have to listen to more than once. Thank you also to our listeners. We'd love for you to rate, review, or subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. And we'll be back in the new year. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.